0: What's up, world? Welcome back to Cruelty Free Conversations. Another episode. I'm your host, Indigo Mateo. Coming out the Mojave Desert as usual. And this is episode number six. Only been releasing them a couple weeks now, but I have them recorded. A good amount of them ready to go, so might as well give you the content. I'm actually releasing three this week. Uh, We got this one today with Lee Pereira, we're of course going to talk more about him and with him, and we have, uh, I'll tell you more about the other guest at the end of the episode that we have coming up, Uh, but it's going to be a great week of episodes and interviews and just really good insight and stories from all these guests, Uh, so I'm looking forward to it, it's going to be a fun week, and tonight is actually almost the end of the week i'm recording almost near midnight here wrapping things up with recordings and so it's the week is almost over uh, i got some mac and cheese fake mac and cheese of course not the real stuff <laughs> fake mac and cheese cooking so i'll be enjoying that here in a bit um so today's episode we have again lee Pereira. and He's an award-winning musician out of the Phoenix, Arizona area, originally from Long Beach, LBC, which I'm very familiar with, my old stomping grounds. Uh, so we talked a little bit about that on the air, and uh, we've talked about that off air. And what's really impressive about this man is not just the talent musically, creatively, but he's on a very high frequency, very conscious, and tuned in. He talks about all that. But also, this man has twice ran sixteen marathons in sixteen days, all for children's charities. Uh, just an amazing amazing feat right there, especially mentally, of course physically too, but uh that's just I was blown away following that process of his uh this yeah it was this past year here several months ago that he did it. Uh, So in the heat over there in Arizona. So we we talk about that as mindset, going to that during it, after it, what he had to deal with. Uh, So really, really great conversation with Lee. He's got a lot of insight, really compassionate human being. Uh, so, you'll really enjoy this one. I told you I really tried to give you a high quality guest and uh, feel like I've del- been delivering every episode. And Lee's going to definitely keep it rolling this one. I know you'll enjoy it. And let's see what else we got to talk about. Oh, got a new website finally for Indigo Mateo. It's www.theindigomateo.com. And uh, it's not nothing too crazy yet. But I got a little bit on there, photo, my logo, some links to social media, the Spotify for this. I'll be getting some more links up, some photos, different things, my spoken word. I got a lot to content to gradually get out and just really uh, overhaul the website. So uh but that's been born it's alive i can uh finally start adding to it and there'll be a tab specifically for this podcast on there as well so you can always just go to there and listen to it uh well there'll be links eventually i want to run it on there as well and then uh like i say in this week's big week uh we got several uh more guests. Wednesday, Friday, they're both vegan guests, uh, very unique in their own ways with their talents and skills and their stories. So um, I'm really, uh, really enjoying this podcast so far. I'm sure I will continue to. And I really appreciate any of those that have been listening, that have been sharing it. Uh, I I appreciate that to the utmost. I can't, you know, I can only reach so many people myself. So something like this, as you guys help spread it and share it to your friends, just reaches so many more people for it to possibly uh, be heard. So thank you very much for all those that are supporting, putting that little bit of effort, even is even if it's just a share a post. Again, it does not go unnoticed. So anything I missed I could talk about in the wrap up and in the wrap up, the close out. I am going to talk a little little bit about consistency and meditation. So that'll be, uh, in the end, we talked about consistency and that triggered something cause I've been wanting to talk about that and I'll tie it in mostly with meditation. So we can lock it into actual, uh, something not so broad cause consistency is, uh, it's everywhere. <laughs> it can be anything. So, um, that'll be in the closeout episode, talk about some consistency and meditation. Cause that's, what meditation is you just got to keep doing it and you know lock different doorways internally and uh, externally so um, but you just got to keep doing it and I want to explain that a little bit at the end because uh, I know a lot of people have tried meditation and struggled with it so we'll go over that because it's very 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 powerful so thank you for tuning in quick little break and we'll get to talking with award-winning musician And runner of 16 marathons in 16 days twice. And technically, the last time, it is 17 marathons in 16 days because he doubled up on the last one. He did two on the last day, just kept running and running and running. It was, uh, it made me think of the Forrest Gump movie. He just kept going. So, um, Whoa, fire, I don't know if you heard that. I don't know how good my noise-canceling headphones are. I guess I'll find out. But uh, somebody's still setting off fireworks out here. Wow, I don't know if they know that it's August 9th and there's nothing significant right now, but they must just want to finish off their fireworks. So, all right, interview with Lee coming right up after this short break. Right, welcome back to Cruelty Free Conversations. Uh, this is the interview segment, and as you hear me say, pretty much enter- every interview, I'm excited for this guest today. Uh, first met him in Phoenix, uh, actually two years ago. in their last two years at Scottsdale Veg Fest, where I was MC at the entertainment stage, and he's an award-winning musician. As I was telling you, we'll talk more about that, and we're we'll definitely going to talk more about the 16 by 16 that he's ran twice. Uh, which is 16 marathons in 16 days. I don't know if I can even say that without even chuckling or really <laughs> it's hard to say. Just it's amazing. Uh, so 16 marathons in 16 days uh, for children's charities. So we'll definitely be talking about that. But let's welcome Lee Pereira to the podcast today. How are you doing, Lee?
1: I'm doing great, man. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. Uh, thank you. Thank you for being one of these uh, kickoff guests. Uh, it's a podcast I'm really looking forward to. So I appreciate the time with you to be able to talk uh, with a musician as yourself, uh, someone who's completely changed my look of Drake's song started, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which is, uh, it's funny, we talked a little bit about that on Instagram when you posted something, uh, so I'm happy to have you here today, man, thank you, uh, all the way from hot Phoenix, right?
1: <laughs> yes, sir, yes, sir.
0: I'm in another part of the Mojave Desert, but it's not quite as hot as where you guys are, but uh, Phoenix. So, how long have you been there now? You've been in Phoenix for how many years?
1: Uh, a while now. I've been uh, here since nineteen ninety
0: seven. Oh, ninety. Okay, okay. That was when I was in middle school. Um, but you've and that was when you moved directly from Long Beach.
1: Yep. yep. Yeah.
0: Long Beach, man. I was. Uh, I was originally from Huntington Beach. My dad had offices in Long oh. Beach. Yeah, Del Lamo Boulevard.
1: Yep. Yeah, and, Del Lamo. Yep.
0: Yeah, and some of the uh, some of the other streets. And oh yeah, and I was actually living there. 2016 i think we talked a little bit about that i was right around the corner from uh el dorado park
1: yeah 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 i grew up there yeah oh wow (laughs) yeah
0: it's weird how uh maybe you've noticed that in life sometimes you meet people and it's weird how energy just seems to kind of come back around yeah it's interesting and that was uh my dad there's a certain park i forget what park it was i don't know if it's olympic park it was by a high school he played they had those really good fast pitch softball leagues down there uh, that were like top notch. My dad played in those. And, uh, but it was weird. I still always remember this one, uh, cause you know, Long Beach is two, there's <laughs> two sides of Long Beach. And uh, oh, there was, bro. yeah, one day some Cholos came or we shooting up at the, at the stadium inside. I was a trip. I was like five years old, just remembering, you <laughs> like, what's going on. So, uh, or VIP records. Remember, I, I don't remember that. Yeah, that was where uh, Snoop Dogg his old school video, uh, one of those old school ones from the early nineties, where he's on top of a giant record.
1: That uh, was
0: VIP Records in Long Beach, is no longer there. But I used to every time I drive by that as a kid, I was like, "There's where Snoop Dogg was singing."
1: <laughs> that's funny.
0: So now, uh, and you are vegan. So how long have you been vegan? Uh,
1: officially, since just uh, January first. So okay. for me. Um, well, one, my, my fiance is vegan. She's nice. been vegan for a few years now, okay. and so I've been like ninety five percent vegan for several years now. Um, you know, for me, I kind of just slowly started cutting stuff out. Um, and what was cool is, you know, my fiance was on her journey, um, and she let me be on my journey. So you know, nice. you, you come across you come across things on this journey. Um, I'm sure we all know there there are some things that you can see that you can't unsee. Um, and so, you know, throughout the process of things like that and other things, you know, I, I slowly started cutting out different types of uh animal products and, and different things. And really like at the as of last year I was I just really enjoyed sushi and um was would kinda eat sushi from time to time or something like that. Uh but for the most part, like I wasn't eating cheese, I wasn't eating eggs, I was pretty much meat free, you know. But January 1st, I committed to go completely vegan,
0: though. Nice, nice. That's awesome. So, you were pretty much like vegetarian then before that? Is that kind of how?
1: Yeah, I mean, ba- I mean basically, I was vegan except for fish. Yeah. Okay,
0: okay. Now, I, I get curious with performers and veganism. I don't meet a lot of them. Right now, when. Now, okay, so you've been performing, I take it, a lot longer than you've been uh, vegan, vegetarian. Yeah. Did you, when you made that change, did you notice, uh, eventually, your performing getting better at all with energy or projection? Because I noticed certain things as a comedian with that regard. In regards to
1: that, yeah, I mean it, it definitely um, to me stabilizes energy. Now, being vegan doesn't necessarily mean eating healthy. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, w- when I'm when I'm now that I am vegan and when I continue to eat healthy and make sure that, you know, for me, food really does bring me energy. Like, um, yes. you know, I, I, could, I could hit a point in the middle of the day where like, I feel completely done or maybe I'm like worn out or mentally spent or whatever. You know, if I have a good food, good quality food, you know, I, I have the ability to snap back and I'm able to do that yes. multiple times throughout the course of a day. And uh, you know the the idea is is that you don't go all the way down, you know. So yes, yes. At, at gigs, you know, I just bring snacks. I bring stuff like dried mangoes, or nice. you know, little like um, I call them like little energy cubes. You know, those okay. things you get at natural grocers, or like my girl makes it like just like a little mashup of like oats and yes, fruit Like yeah. you know like a little ball. protein
0: ball. I like get yeah, yeah, I got gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's just like feed, you just kind of, st- it's like steadily feeding a fire.
1: Yeah. You don't have to
0: light it to a huge yeah. flame.
1: What so a great way to put it.
0: Thank you. Uh, it's just, people don't get that's how metabolism works. You know, I've driven a long way to these festivals, sometimes Albuquerque 10 hours. And it's just like, I'm doing light snacking. So it's not too heavy. but My body's yeah. using it up. And as you know, I, I know we'll get into some of that. You're definitely uh, someone who has a high mental capacity. We're going to get into some of those things here soon but also it's all about perspective too people don't realize if you go into something with a tired mindset you're gonna get tired but if you go in like hey i'm gonna attack this i'm gonna get through it as you know we're gonna talk about the 16 by 16 here in a minute no doubt you your mind had to dominate a lot of that process so um now energy wise too speaking of the energy um is that what was okay so you said you mentioned you're pretty much vegan for most of that time what was that original reason you started overhauling your eating was it for music was it for energy just health uh
1: i mean 100 percent. i think it goes to my fiance you know um she her brother went through his own process of transitioning to being organic and being vegan um and there was a time that they lived together. And so, you know, he, he kind of influenced on her and she started focusing on her health and, and learning more about it. And that kind of set a whole journey of transformation, you know? Um, and so she was at the beginning, like we've known each other for about 10 years. Oh, nice. We've been together for a little over five years. Okay, cool. Balance. And so she, um, she had just started that journey. And so when when we got together a little over five years ago, um, she was still eating meat, but she was transitioning to just be eating clean and organic. And then, you know, within a couple of years for her, that progressed to her as she learned more and researched more um, to transitioning to becoming vegan, you know? Um, and to now, uh, shameless plug here, you know, she just started her own vegan cooking channel. Wow. Um, yeah. So she's got a YouTube vegan cooking channel. And, um, what's the, uh,
0: I, what's that channel? If anybody wants to check that out,
1: uh, life with serenity.
0: Okay. Oh, nice. Nice. Like yeah.
1: That. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's been a, a transition o- over years and I mean, I, I feel the difference as, as I've learned and grown and, um, you know, you try one and then do the other and what's funny, man, is like, you know, maybe I would go a couple of months and I'd be eating real good or real vegan or something like that. Um, I hadn't mentally fully committed yet. And then I would go and maybe eat some stuff I had ate before and like, you know, you just feel this Yeah. This difference. It's almost like um, you know, I've had a time in my life where I was drinking a lot, you know, and it's like, ah, oh, you know, it's it's all good, yeah. I'm, have yeah. a little bit to drink, then we do whatever. But now that I don't drink, if I do have a drink, <laughs> I'm like, whoa! You know what you I mean? Like, it, yeah. y- you really feel it, like in your organs. You feel it in your body. Yeah. Feel it the next day. You know, it slows it takes, you down. Yeah, it takes you uh time to really get to that like vibrational level, that yes. glowing level, that that feeling level of your purpose. It- it's crazy, but you know when when you're. Part of my friends, when you're only eating shit, or you're only doing drugs, or you're only doing whatever, you know, you, you're you're setting a baseline that you're normally at, so you think it's normal to be there.
0: Exactly, exactly. And I was I uh, love that. Yeah, I was talking to a similar guest uh, that was on the podcast recently. And he was talking about his battles with alcohol in the past and how he was like, "Look, I was it wasn't like I was broke. He's like, I had cars, I had money." But we also talked about. But you're still holding yourself back. You might have those habits and still be operating on a normal standard, but even maybe better than people who aren't doing those things, but you're still not operating at your full potential, your yep. full threshold that's available there. So, yeah, I, I love that. So, uh, yeah, people don't realize the energy. And, uh, you know, the, like you were saying about your process and your fiance's process, kind of how layered he's been. Uh, and that's how people, uh, it's got to be, it snowballs, but people don't want to put in that time, you know, or understand that, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's going to take, you know, it's not like you just, uh, with veganism, it's a process too, you know, you detox, yeah. and a year later, you're like, man, I'm still uh, feeling better with these things, or even like uh, meditation, I know a lot of people try it, Now I was going to ask you, I know you're uh You've definitely got a lot of habits for your music and your marathons. Is meditation one of them? Are you a meditator? 100%.
1: So, nice. like, you know, my my transformation kind of really began a few years ago when I started focusing inward, you know? Yes. and um,
0: <laughs> That's and, when it happens.
1: <laughs> and for me, it, it was about this idea to try to construct, you know, my own morning routine, you know? And, and what did that look like? And from everything that I listened to or read, you know, just people talked about winning the day, owning the day, what are you doing, you know? And so I really started focusing on, on myself, you know, and, and what are things I could do for myself. And so, you know, I I got this thing called a Panda Planner and, uh, you know, in the Panda Planner, um, my daily thing kind of is like, you know, what are three things I'm grateful for? Um, what are three things I'm excited about, uh, what's nice. my daily mantra, uh, what's, what's, my, uh, what's my exercise, you know, and so I started learning, you know, about what makes me feel good, what other people say makes them feel good, trying those things, some of those things not resonating with me, some of yeah, them, yeah. some of them resonating with me and me constructing this thing to where like I wake up in the morning, and you know what's cool is that like I have learned to be um loving to myself. Yes. And not be, you know, I would find myself like, bro, I have like a top 10 things to do today. I would knock out eight. <laughs> and I and then I would beat myself up because of the two the two I didn't do. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm like, Oh man, I, cu- I got I caught up on all my emails. I got some deposits. I, I wrote a song. I did the dishes. I think up, <laughs> up the poop outside, but, but I didn't, uh, I didn't, you know, go for a run today. And I'm like, Oh God, like, Oh, I suck. You know?
0: <laughs> the perfectionist mindset,
1: <laughs> bro. So but I, you know, I've, I learned to, to be loving to myself. I learned that, that progress is progress. Some days it's two steps. Some days it's 10, yes. you know, and, but we're always moving forward. And so like, you know, I, I, Body language, you know, two minutes of positive body language is shown to change the, the cel, uh, cells in our brain to be yes. more positive. You know, doing meditation, like you asked about, um, some guided, some not doing Wim Hof breathing, yes. uh, <laughs> reading reading books to teach me more things to learn about myself.
0: Yeah, I have two bookshelves sitting on the side of me with a hundred something books because you never know what what yeah. it's like. Music, you never know. What you're going to, you always, you know, sometimes your inner self is speaking and it's telling you to grab a certain book, you know, and, um, and all these things that you're explaining, it's definitely perfect time to tie into some of the things you've been out there doing or a lot of things, because now with these habits, it's not like uh, there's no results behind them. Uh, you know, you've had a lot of success with the music. Uh, now, when did you, when did you first start writing music or getting into music? What, how old were you?
1: Uh, pretty young, man. Um, I grew up around music, not that anybody played it, just that uh, my mom really had a love for it, yeah. Um, so music was a big part of my life. I always wanted to play, um, and I mean, basically, like real little, uh, want to be a cowboy, <laughs> a, a little, a little, I bit still want to be. <laughs> <laughs> man, I, a, a little bit bigger, but still little. Uh, I was a skateboarder.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: And, and, and then I started playing guitar, and that was it.
0: Yeah. You start skateboarding in L- LBC? Yeah. Bobby? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that same right. thing as Huntington. I was skating you oh, down that yeah. area you're going to. Uh, oh, okay. now, Yeah, it, it, it's fun. It's definitely uh, dangerous. I mean, one thing, <laughs> ruin a hip or something, but it's fun. Now, uh, was it guitar? That was the first instrument you picked up?
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I I wanted to play guitar for years before I actually played guitar. Nice,
0: nice. And how old were you when you first performed? Ooh. uh,
1: I don't know how old I was. I I know exactly what it was, though. Uh, It was, like, we would have these, like, uh, school district dances.
0: Okay.
1: So, like, if there's like five middle schools okay. in the district, like all five schools would have a dance with everybody. That's cool. Yeah, it was. Um, and so they had a talent show, and me and my friend, this is funny. Uh, me and my friend played a Nirvana song.
0: Okay.
1: So this is probably eighth grade. Okay. I, I was probably, this is probably right when I first started, it was probably like 13. Okay. And uh, so we're playing a Nirvana song. I played guitar and sang, my friend played bass. Really simple Nirvana song. There was no mic stand. So, so the MC oh. <laughs> was holding the mic for me, right? But for whatever reason, the mic was shocking my mouth. Oh, it was wow. Like, right? So so I would be singing and it would shock me. So, so I would pull away, right? So the MC would like put it closer to my mouth as I put it <laughs> So I just kept getting shocked, like, over and over again trying to see the song. That's the first time I ever played ever in my life.
0: I'm glad you stuck with it. After. I'm surprised you're like, I don't want to get shocked every time I go on the stage and see it, man.
1: That's... Uh, <laughs> so could was...
0: people tell something what's going on? Was there, you making faces? and like, could people like, <laughs> like, what's up? I mean, that I don't know.
1: that's like <laughs> 24 years ago now. That's crazy.
0: That is hilarious yeah (laughs) now uh now you played all over the country what are some of the uh, your favorite places you've performed what venues
1: uh i mean some of my favorite stuff was in town just because of the context, you know so like uh opening up for buddy guy and then him having having me uh get up on stage and jam with him and you know trade solos and i mean that's you know, still. A,
0: oh wow, that's got to be an experience right there.
1: Yeah. And where that um, happened, that happened in Arizona? Marquee Theater, sold out. Yeah, sold out Marquee Theater. It was cool. Wow. Um, I also opened for James Bay at a place called Livewire that in Old Town that's not there anymore. No but that was that was a sold out um, mix mix uh, one hundred three point nine or whatever it is. Oh yeah yeah okay
0: they were from uh, out here.
1: Yeah mean um, I was sold out, too. That was that was pretty crazy. Um, I mean, it's pretty crazy when you just walk out and the place is just sold out and filled with energy, you know?
0: That's awesome. Now, and that's the thing about Phoenix. I first had my introduction to Phoenix area in 2017. My buddy was a comic and correction officer. Got us a gig at... There's a media ma- uh, maximum security prison out there. And afterwards, we ate at Mellow Mushroom. That was a really cool place.
1: Oh, um, yeah. Yeah,
0: and I started realizing with that experience and the last two years at Scottsdale, it was an amazing entertain and I come, you know, not far from LA. I've been around the scenes a lot for comedy and other stuff. And I feel like that there's, you know, Phoenix, you got a lot of people trying to come to the LA area, but I feel like it's got a great scene out there of entertainers and talent and great support uh, for venues, besides you're saying, like you just said, maybe some of the best stuff isn't right there in town. Wow. Um so you feel like that, that is, that's got a great – do you feel like you, there's no almost need to have to be in L.A.? And you feel like it's got a great enough scene of its own? Um,
1: I mean, I think there's benefits. I just don't think uh, you have to do any one thing. So, like, yes. for me, um, you know, pre-COVID-19, uh, you know, uh, this is probably, like, my uh, – eleventh or twelfth year I've been playing music for a living in Arizona um, things have only been getting better every year you know this was trending to be my best year yet yes. um, <laughs> and uh and you know so so things have been good and so for me i it's a super talented pool of musicians out here I really enjoy what I get to do I'm blessed to work with who I get to work with and I'm afforded to be able to do what I want to do and so you know, my first EP, I went out to Venice Beach and I you know, recorded it out there and spent several trips out there and had a great time. My full length album, you know, I took like five or six trips out to Chattanooga, Tennessee and you know nice. recorded it out there. And What
0: made you go there out of curiosity?
1: Uh, just a producer that I knew. Okay, nice, nice. Um, and so and it, the, new, the, the three singles that are coming out this year, two which already came out, one will come out in the next month or two. You know, I went back out to Tennessee. So, you know, even though I'm I'm here, I still have relationships in LA and have relationships in Tennessee. And, yeah. You know.
0: Yeah. Because you, yeah, you play all over the place. Uh, and that's why I was like wondering, what some of those more fun places you've been to? Because there's so many good venues out there. Um, now, um, we were, out of curiosity, there's a local band. You ever uh, worked with the band Catastro out there in Phoenix? Are you familiar with them? I don't it know was, them. It was weird because when the yeah, well, I think it was the last year. Okay, so because you were there both years, too. Yeah, yeah. At the festival. So the prior year, Catastro was from Phoenix. I had kind of forgot that, but they're one of my favorite bands. I used to listen to them, you know, heading out on my bicycle early in the mornings, you know, and I didn't have a car. Oh. They were, but it was, this was bizarre. Uh, I was emceeing, I forget, there was a band out there, like Barefoot or something that was playing, and they reminded me of this band, band Catastro. So when I went back on stage after they were wrapping up, I was like, you know, you guys have your own sound, but you remind me of this band, Catastrophe, a little bit. You know who they are? And they're like, yeah, we've opened up for them. And the crazy thing was, I was just saying a few words to a guy that was walking by and put up his cup. I don't remember what we were saying. And they're like, yeah, you see that guy right there? And they pointed at that guy. They're like, that's their basis. I was like, what? They're like, that's what? their basis. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, that's, a, that's him, their basis. So I go up to the guy and I'm like, man, your are Catastrophe's basis? He's like, yeah. I was like, that's one of my favorite bands that song show me the road i play the heck out of and he was like yeah we wrote that when we were 16 on the road and and i changed the guitar rift a bit (laughs) i'm just sitting there like what so you know a lot lots of talent out there even with uh me being a stand-up comedy there's been a lot of uh comedians that come from that area i know they got a lot of good spots out there but um So now let's talk a little bit more about. I definitely want to get into talking about the 16 by 16. Um, I definitely, okay, so definitely gonna let you explain more about it, tell the people, but I also want to know how that even came about. What sparked something like that? That's amazing. That's that's amazing. Um,
1: You know, uh, just a a winding path, you know. like as short as possible, you know, as a musician or an artist, you're always trying to think of like a big break, you know, like, yes. like what's the home run, you know, what's, what's the video that can go viral what's the <laughs> this. And like, you know, meanwhile you're grinding, you know, you're doing a day to day, but like, you're like, at least I I'm always thinking of like, man, if I could just crack one out the park. You know, just... <laughs> yeah. And so for, Growing up, like years ago, I'm thirty eight, you know, years ago, um I used to think like, oh man, like it'd be a hell of a break to be on a late night show, you know, like Conan O'Brien or Dave Letterman or you know, something like that. And um and then like times have kind of changed because the industry changed. So yes. like now the reality of it is is that like unless you're with a label that that pays that that network a significant amount of money. Like you don't get that spot, you know, those, those spots are sold now. And so I was like, well, how can I, you know, what can I get on? So then I thought Ellen DeGeneres, um, you know, daytime TV, but she still has musical guests, right? Like yeah. Clark Jr has been on there and she's had a lot of good people. So I was like, all right, you know, and I, I'm, a, I'm a fan of hers anyway. Yeah. She puts out positive content, yeah. all this stuff. Funny. <laughs> so I started, um, I started submitting to her website. Um, there's a, a a section that said, if you want to submit to her website, it's like, if, if you have a dog that did something funny, click this link and submit the video. Oh, okay. If you if you know a teacher who des- who's amazing and deserves to have her student loans paid off, click here. And one of them was like, if you want Ellen to make your dreams come true, click here. I was like, bam, <laughs> put, put me on your show, sing you a song, you know, I mean, I'll tell you about my story, whatever. Um, and so, every day I started submitting to her show. This nice. is back in 2017. And so for over 200 days in a row, I submitted to her show. I did, I did a video blog. So every day I was like, yo, what's up? <laughs> hey, it's Lee Ferreira. What's up? And you could see them all on my YouTube. And some days, dude, some days I was like funny and I do something funny or whatever. Other days, bro, I'm just like on the couch. I'm just like, <laughs> but I'm like, what's up, Ellen? It's day 152. I'm exhausted. I had two gigs today. Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow. You know what I mean? Uh, but and like, and this process. Were you get any
0: replies back in the process,
1: or were you just? I did. Okay. I okay. did from associate producers. I thought I was gonna be on the show. Um, they did a background check on me. Like I thought I cracked it. You know. Okay. Um, and then and that was at the end of 2017 they went into their holiday break, said they'd follow up with me in the new year and they ghosted me. Uh, I, I never heard from them. Uh, so, but over the holiday, on New Year's Eve, I was jogging, I was training, um, just because that's what I do. You know, like, like I, I run like four to five miles, like four to five times a week, whatever, you know? Nice. And, uh, and so I was doing this video blog to Ellen, you know, cause I was still doing it even though I had contact, whatever. And I was like, uh, I'll run to L.A. if I need to. <laughs> and, and so then I went home and I told my girl and she's just like, no, nah, no, nah, you're crazy. Bro. <laughs> like, whatever, you know, like you're you're a li- you're a little like hyped up at the moment. So he's losing it. <laughs> so then but then at the time, though, that I was just talking to the associate producer. Right. So I was like, oh, cool. Like I got I don't need to, though. Right. Like I already talked to them, but then I didn't hear from them so then three months later, bro, I was, I was running to California. Um, I broke down the miles. I'd done a marathon before. And so, um, I broke it down and it broke down to almost exactly 16 marathons, the distance. So I was like, Oh, I'll run a marathon day for 16 days. Wow. I'll end up at her doorstep. Um, in the process of me doing the daily blog, I realized how much time I donated to Arizona cancer foundation for children. I'd play for for their kids at the hospital and events. I would uh, go to the Chrysalis, driving out domestic violence, abuse shelter, and I'd play there. And so because I was like documenting myself every day doing a video blog, I started to become aware of these things I was doing. And like I said, this winding road, next thing you know, like I'm running to California, trying to get Ellen's attention. I'm doing it (laughs) to raise money for these charities that I'm already working with in town, um, including now Ellen's and, uh, Oh, you know, what? <laughs> nice. Yeah. So,
0: oh,
1: cool. Cool. So, um, so we did we did it the first year, and you know I, I had again I touched base with her team when I got there, nothing happened, um, and then when we went to do it again this year, year two, COVID nineteen happened, and so um, you know I still wanted to do it, I still wanted to raise money for these charities, um, and so we did it sixteen marathons in sixteen different Arizona cities, so like day one. Um, was Phoenix and like day two was Chandler and yeah. Black. I was following
0: you, man. That was I that, the, the cool. New, uh, I watched that new that man the news. Uh, segment that was really oh, yeah. cool, man. How did that feel to have? Uh, because obviously you're not doing it for. That is definitely not something. Most of the time, nobody's gonna see most of that process. But how did it feel to still have you know that segment to put that out there, man? Like to,
1: It's cool, man. It's cool. Just uh to have the support, you know, and, um, you know, I, I really feel people's energy and, and, um, it seems as though that people are inspired by me doing it. Um, and, and that, that is worth everything.
0: Yes. Yes. You know, it, yeah. You know, even as creators, there's times things happen, a compliment, especially from, uh, you know, someone who's a veteran there's certain things that sometimes just are so much or so much more than the money or, you know, the other parts of performing when you get to do these types of things. And, um, and I just want to rewind a little bit before we got more about this, you know, you mentioned earlier about in you know, over 200 days and, you know, I love that you mentioned that because, you know, we're talking about success and, you know, there's no, nobody gets dropped off at a mountaintop. Nobody gets dropped off higher up on the ladder. You gotta, you know, and people don't realize, you know that the time and energy things come back around you know the team may have ghosted you but as you know it comes back around in other ways and it hasn't even probably fully come back around for you but people don't you know realize it's that it's that word that that you know not stopping after oh hit it right back it's like people like you have to and i've been fortunate one reason why i love you know you talking about working with the kids inspiring is you know i go to high schools in my own area and do anti-bullying and different uh things uh mental health for the kids and I've had kids just fist bump me in the hallway after not say a word. And it's, you those things are worth, like you said, so much. Like to know, hey, I might have just planted some seed in this kid um, to, you know, to help that next generation. Um, so that's why, you know, I've loved seeing you do what you've been doing. Plus, I also know from doing that stuff, how it comes back around. You don't look for it, of course. You're not doing it for those reasons. But it's What's amazing. funny is
1: I miss that almost more than anything else right now.
0: The running, the
1: doing the charity and stuff. Well, no, I, I mean, not so much the the running. Um, I mean, I'm I'm training right now. Yeah. But um, no, like going to the shelter gotcha, and gotcha. and playing for those people mm. and feeling the the blessing that is me being able to spread positive vibrations with music into a community that that needs it and could use it, uh, me going to Alzheimer dementia homes and, and seeing people tap their toes, like, like doing that stuff is what has transformed my life because I saw that me giving of myself, I found a way to give of myself that, that gave me purpose and and that that made, that made me actually feel like I was making a difference because I was actually making a difference you know that's, what I mean? That's
0: beautiful. Yeah. You and, actually more.
1: And so i that's what I miss. You know what I mean? Like, cause I, I can't go to to an Alzheimer's dementia home because they're older people that are more at risk. Right. Yes, I can't, yeah. I can't go to these crisis shelters. I can't go play for these kids with cancer. These are people who are most at risk. And again, these are the people that I ran for, you know, yes. these are people I raised money for. So it's just, um, it's tough, man, because, um, those moments where like i'm giving of myself and i'm donating my time for free right those are the moments that ground me so like i might be having a shitty day i might be having a shitty mindset Mm -hmm. right but then i go there and i'm i'm healed yes yes so it's like selfishly i miss of giving myself because those and 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 i i would put those where like I go to all these places once a month, right? So basically every week I'm somewhere giving of myself, you know? So every week I have, I would have a, a regular moment that would ground me, gotcha. humble me, remind me to be grateful as I'm playing for people who have it worse than me, you know? So it's oh, like, that's, I, that's beautiful. I miss that. The whole other oh, COVID thing, the mask, the this, whatever. I miss being able to be in that element more than anything.
0: I love that. I love that, and and I I get that. Um, one of my favorite things gigs I'm about to do because I do the comedy, emceeing but I'm also the wellness coaching, and you know I actually worked for a nonprofit that dealt with domestic domestic violence, human trafficking, runaway youth. Uh, so I could definitely appreciate that uh, where you're coming from with that whole explanation there about the value of giving because. They have tough lives, especially the human trafficking. I was uh taken by this pro- eventually i this program that I worked for I used to just uh do wellness coaching for their program i started I met them because I put on uh, five yearly benefit shows for them over the holidays for women and kids you know raise toys um and yeah you know as you know yeah like that same feeling that you're talking about, yeah and the first one I did on my thirtieth birthday, so it was great to ring in thirty like like, I don't, we're giving, you know, it's giving. give, and, um, eventually, you know, that relationship turned into wellness coaching, but they took me to Palm Springs back in 2017, and man, this was awesome, because I got to do a one-man comedy show and my wellness coaching, but it was a group of about 40 human trafficking victims that they took to a retreat every year, and Damn. yeah, it was, and it was definitely an intense weekend, hearing stories, and you know, literally hearing women talk about just having their pimps tattoo removed off or just other crazy stories and it really humanizes it because you know what happens you know what's out there especially you you being around those causes um you know not there's any fault to normal everyday people aren't around that stuff But it's so prevalent whether it's domestic violence human trafficking as you know uh which is great why you're there on the regular because those things are happening on the regular and you know there are people that definitely need those, those good energy and good vibes but
1: and it's it, cool because like some people like I see multiple times, you
0: know. Yes. M-
1: most most of those houses, they're there temporarily, which is cool. But I usually see them a few times, so like I feel like it's cool that they get to see me on a regular, knowing that like, hey, like, like somebody thinks we're worth it. You know what I mean like exactly. like this, Like this dude's coming every month. This wasn't like some one-off yes. random thing. Like no, dude. Like yo, what's up? Like everybody here knows his name because he's here every month.
0: Yeah. 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 And that, and, and that, yeah, people really value that, that, you know, um, it, it, again, it humanizes, it makes you more authentic. They realize, yeah. Like, Oh, he didn't just get paid one time. Like you said, come in here. Yeah. It, when they see you again, they, it, they realize, okay, he really wants to be here. And, and your music, you know, you got the kind of music that, you know, you can pretty much play any environment, any vibe. So, um, that's great, man. Cause I know when you get to do those, like when I got to do the nutrition for, uh, the human tracking, trafficking victims. It was such a great feeling, know. Hey, I'm helping empower these people getting back to a life that's gonna be tough. There's a stigma. There's, this, you know, so and and it's beautiful, beautiful to be able to find our outlets and avenues as creators, you know, for those. Uh, so, man, that, that I I love I love hearing that. That is very uh, inspiring, man. <laughs> um, and now, how? Okay, so talking about COVID, how you know it throwing off things in that regard even you know, I've been talking to the creators on this kind of get an idea how they've been adapting a little bit you know because I think even people who are sh- mentally strong still have those dips where you know we struggle to find that motivation have you had dribs and flows and have you had to find ways to adapt to a new rhythm during this time
1: hundred percent um you know my my situation was a little bit more new unique because of the marathons were kind of, like, in the heart of all this, or at least in the heart of the beginning of this. So, you know, um this year's 16 marathons in a row, you know, uh, we really – well, one, we questioned whether or not we were going to even do it. Um, Real quick,
0: se- technically, 17, you doubled up on the uh, <laughs> the last day. We didn't oh, he did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he
1: yeah, like, yeah. forgot? I was, oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> That's my own personal crazy right there.
0: You know, I loved it, man. I was like I, – when I heard that, I was like, man, he just – yeah, just went into some – I was like, I don't know if you blacked out and went into a zone or what you did. Because, I, you know, being a wellness coach and trainer and just having played sports, I definitely understand that, that that's a mental uh, – but go on. Yeah, I, to sign
1: I, you. I, I, I took, like, a uh, a break to eat, like, a burrito, uh, like a sweet potato burrito at, like, mile 36 to 37. And and I, I was gunning for 50. Like, I wanted to hit mile 50, you know. Yeah. Uh, and so like mile thirty six thirty seven something like that I forget what time it was. It was like I don't know nine o'clock at night, and you know obviously I'd run fifteen marathons in a row before that and my my girl was like uh like I support you, but this is this is what you want to do <laughs> and, and I sat in the passenger seat the car like just just eating, and I was like yeah 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 and, but but like part of me was like. Let's go home. Oh my God. <laughs> but you're like, I'm here
0: already. And...
1: Uh, man, I, I wanted you – know, I, I really want to hit 100, you know. Um, so – but that, that – and, and I, I had thoughts of trying to go for 100 for that day, but I think that it was best I stopped at 50. Um, some issues were starting to come up. So, you know, it would probably be best when I attempt to run 100 miles the very first time for me not to have run 15 marathons in a rugby <laughs>
0: Yeah, that, uh, that, now, for one, how hot was it during those times? It had to be pretty...
1: uh... Some days were hotter than others. I mean, they were were triple-digit days. Um, I mean, straight up, long story short, you know, growing up, ever since I started visiting my dad, so I moved here when I was 15, I started visiting my dad here in Arizona when I was 12. So I would come during the summers for like a month, you know? So from 12 years old on, I've been here every summer, and my dad, growing up, would trim palm trees, so from 12 to 26, 27, you know? I trim palm trees with my dad, you know? So I palm tree season is summertime, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> you know, we'd be at 6 a.m. is uh, the noise ordinance. So at 6 a.m., okay. we could fire up the chainsaw and we would work 6 a.m. to 2 p.m., you know, every day. So we'd that, be out there in the heat.
0: That's interesting. Wow, I was, I was like, is he gonna say 2 p.m.? Because I have a buddy, old 68-year-old buddy, now is in Texas. In SoCal Huntington Beach, and he was a landscaper for a long time. He told me Phoenix. He's like, yeah, out there. He's yeah. like, you got to get started early. Be done by about two p.m. So yeah. I, heard, I heard you say that's a trip. Now oh, what, yeah. Now of course, uh, there's many things overcome, but kind of what was you were know, doing something like that? What is one of the toughest things? Was it you know the lungs and the breathing? Was it you know feet? What became like? What was the biggest? kind
1: of roadblock if if there's one you can even pin for <laughs> Um m- mental and emotional, you know. Um twenty nineteen when I did it for the first time, it was a lot more brutal. Um uh, was completely unprepared. Uh, <laughs> you know, I had the idea on New Year's Eve and by the end of March I was doing it. Oh, you wow. know? oh yeah. <laughs> so so less than 90 days, you know, less than 90 days from the initial thought to actually doing it. So that when I initially had the thought, I didn't think I was going to do it. It was just a thought, you know? So, I mean, I had like six weeks to train for year one (laughs) and I had injuries and issues and and whatever. So going into year two, much more prepared. Uh, I went to halo health, which is a cool place in North Phoenix. we got special special machines to help you train where they work out your muscles and help you heal faster. It's all just, um, cellular science. So it's, it's non-invasive, non-drug, non-nothing. Um, and so that, and then besides that though, uh, I trained with a 20 pound vest. So uh, when I, when I was full, full board training, I would run four to five days a week and I would run this 8.5 mile, like half road, half hike loop. Uh, With a twenty-pound vest, so it really prepared my body for the for the beating, and it really helped out a lot. But so you know, this year wasn't as bad, but it's just mentally, you know, um, some some days uh, I just just don't want to do it, you know, like uh, finding weird places to urinate and oh yeah yeah and (laughs) and and and, and, you know sometimes deal sometimes being in shady neighborhoods and oh, okay yeah, sketchy yeah people and yeah Phoenix uh, has
0: some different the Arizona has a different yeah just like any California yeah.
1: I'm not I'm not hating on nothing, but uh you know I don't spend much time in Tucson. I probably <laughs> should have picked a better route. I don't know. Uh but you know uh but just, just a lot a lot mentally, you know, um really struggling. What was very interesting is both years, day eleven was like complete mental breakdown. Huh. Which is so weird. Both year one weird. and year two, same day. And it's an emotional thing. So like huh. just to give you an example, I forget what day it was, but like I was really feeling like I was struggling. And I told my girl, I was like, I need to cry. And uh, and throughout the process of running them all the marathons like there are multiple times I cried, you know. Um and I was like I felt like this energy just building up inside me you know like maybe tension or i don't know what you know i was like i feel like i need a release i need to cry you know so um i i my only brother passed away several years ago from drugs and um and there's a, a song that played in that moment uh and and that will always be like a trigger a trigger for me you know and so I put on that song oh, okay. um, and put it on repeat and listen to it like a few times and, and just cry and wow. just, you know, and, after, and afterwards I felt better. Wow. I legitimately felt better. So um, it, it's, it's a, it's a crazy process, you know, um, but it's, I, I love it. You know, I really feel like uh, I learned so much about myself yeah. you know, um, and, and continue to, you know, I've, it really uh, unlocked a lot of doors.
0: But at the same time, yeah, you're doing it. You're learning about yourself, but the charities are benefiting. Oh, yeah. So it's a beautiful way of. Now, when did you start incorporating the, the Wim Hof breathing and that stuff? Uh, the Iceman, for people that aren't familiar. You what? What is it? Didn't he do out Mount Everest with just shorts on or something?
1: And no shoes.
0: Did he go all the way up to the top? Yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah, I'm, that guy. I still got to get on that app. I, I downloaded it, but I'm like, I know when I opened it, I was like, I got to be committed to getting these things done every day. But
1: I, 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 I do the breathing. Um, I, I I'm, I'm a sissy when it comes to the cold. Oh,
0: okay, okay, I kinda um, am
1: too, man. <laughs> so like that, like during the marathons, I do an ice bath every night. So like, it, it nothing helps more than the ice bath. Ice breath. Uh, what is ice that? ice bath?
0: Oh, ice bath. Okay, okay, gotcha, yeah, yeah. gotcha. So just like the athletes are doing afterward after, after
1: yeah. game, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, after I run the marathon, I get home, fill up the tub with cold water. I get in the tub, and then my girl will dump like four bags of ice in there. <laughs> I'll, I'll sit, I'll, I'll sit in there for like ten to fifteen minutes, <laughs> and then I'll take a shower. Okay,
0: nice. Yeah. So I gotta get on those because I know that's uh. It, I've read a lot about what he's done and what it affects because yeah, it helps mental aspect, the lungs, and it's just. Uh, so you've been doing that how long? You say you incorporate that? Uh, a couple that? Of years. Oh, couple
1: okay, years. okay, uh,
0: nice, nice. So
1: I make sure I do uh, a, a few rounds of of the way that he breathes. Um, you know, about three to four rounds, usually about it's like fifteen to twenty minutes of breathing uh, every day. Okay. Okay
0: yeah I gotta get and, you, and that's on top of like meditating too like
1: that's yeah so I try to do like uh combo things because i'm gotcha. I'm, like, I'm like weird with uh <laughs> with my time you know
0: I'm so I, say, well, I love the way you put that I,
1: <laughs> so so like uh uh I'm all about affirmations too right so
0: I'm all so, over my room
1: <laughs> yeah so i um I have these mala beads, and when I do the wim hop breathing part of the, Wim Hof breathing is holding your breath. So when my breath is being held, I'm saying a mantra to myself. Gotcha. And so like, I'm knocking out my Wim Hof breathing and my affirmations at the same time <laughs> and then nice. when I, when I meditate, um, especially if I do a guided meditation, I'll, I'll do usually do yoga. So I'll put on the meditation. And then I do yoga as the meditation's going on. Gotcha. So, like, I'm, I'm kind of doing multiple things at once, you know?
0: That's cool. Now, with meditation, I'm you know, asked creators just often, people have been successful. Um, do you ever go dive deeper into the part of actual, like, visualization? Not just meditating, but actually using all your senses to picture what it is? And have you seen those things come to light?
1: Um visualization has always been difficult for me. Okay. Um, and that's not to say I've, I've been doing visualization or some form of it for many years, but I don't feel like it's something that I'm strong at. Um, and it, it's something that I definitely practice. Um, and I, I, I don't save it for any sort of time. So it could be a daydream. It could be while I'm meditating. It could be uh, while I'm, you know, writing. It could be while I'm doing affirmations, you know, like sometimes I'll try to hold like a visualization while I'm doing something else that kind of works together, you know.
0: Sure. Nice, yeah. That, and the reason I, you see, I'm ask, actually trying to get better with my visualization, so it's interesting you say that, because, you know, I've always, like one time, um, Michael Clark Duncan, remember the guy from Green Mile, the big dude? Yeah. He had passed away Whatever, you know, a handful of years ago. And in an interview prior, they were just showing different interviews, and someone on the interview asked him, Are you surprised at all the success that you've had? And he just was like, calmly, all nonchalant, like, No, he's like, I visualize everything that happened to me prior. But I kind of realized more, like, especially with my behavior change specialist cert I picked up earlier this year, covered a lot about visualizing, but how, and I kind of see what I've been doing a little bit wrong. Where you know, they were talking about how uh, Jack Nicholson, the, the, that's the golfer, right? I always get Jack Nicholas and Nicholson confused. The golfer. Oh, okay. That's, that's Jack Nicholas. I don't know. Nichol, whatever, the golfer. He was talking yes. about how every practice, it was really diving into the depth of how much you're using your senses, like how every practice shot, he was explaining how he lines over it, how he's picturing it, and then there was this, uh, Olympic gold medalist uh, talking about how he was visualizing the last day of the Olympics and it's raining and stormy and the big Russian comes up and throws a world record. So he's like, now I have to go up there in this rain. And, or even just one of my favorite rappers re- uh, recently I was watching an interview, Polo G. Come from the street, young 21-year-old guy, but lyrics and evolving. He's got a message to his music. And it tripped me out because this guy said asked him something and he explained it the way i was reading in my my studies he was like he's like yeah when i was younger he was like i would sit there and visualize these chains on my neck like the weight of them the way they were hanging the way it would feel and i'm like wow like watching this guy who's accumulated all the success um and so that's that's why i was asking because i'm definitely trying to get better with mine but i've realized i've kind of like the depths and, and that's why i've had the problem is immersing myself in that actual full sensory experience, you know, I get kind of like, uh, is that how you are? You have that difficulty?
1: Um, it's more so the consistency. Gotcha. Uh, the consistency of the depths. Like, so I've definitely like visualized myself on the set of Ellen and like her introducing me and me walking out and shaking her hand and you know, or, or like, me jamming on stage with Gary Clark Jr. You know, there are things, but, like, um, you know, really, like, diving into it on a consistent, daily, deep level, you know, because, like, I think as a creator, uh, you know, there's, like, that you're in the zone, you know, and, like, as a creator, like, oh, man, like, I wish I could just bloop and be, like, (laughs) uh i'm gonna i'm gonna clock in now let me just uh <laughs> hit the zone button and you know i'll I'll start killing it right now
0: yeah you know? <laughs> that's, that's just whatever moment you are you got the controller there that's fine. yeah
1: so, so kinda like um it's kind of like like that in the sense of like you know i've been in like i've had the blessing of being so committed to trying to be a better person that I've had an experience that sits inside me. And that experience is somebody came up to me one day and was like, Hey man, how are you? And with all genuineness and all authenticness, I looked at him and I smiled and I glowed. And I said, I'm the best I've ever been because, because, because I was in the middle of like a 50 day streak of like winning every single day. And like work, working at, like crossing every single checklist, you know what I mean? And killing it, right? So I was so proud of myself. I had real self-confidence. I felt healthy. I felt present, right? And the reason this po- stands out so much to me is because my friend, I told it to, was so like shocked, right? Because everybody, hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was, I was saying, oh, yeah. Cool, cool. Right? But I was like, I'm the best I've ever been, bro. You know? I was, like, <laughs> and he's just, like, oh, like cool you know yeah like I I know what that felt like and I was in the zone you know so like it to me it's about trying to do those daily things meditating affirmations knocking out my to-do list because then I know that I have real self-confidence I feel really good about myself I know I'm making progress towards my dreams you mean and that way I could feel that again I want I want to be able to every day to tell you i'm the best i've ever been because every day i'm working on myself to try to make myself better you know
0: love that i love that i tell people my goals are the same thing every day i wake up i gotta be a better version than when i woke up the day prior and yeah that word consistency no matter what it is no matter what the habit is that's that's what it is consistency that's what leads to success and i think that'll be one of the i'm always gonna have a segment to talk about after interviews, before I close the podcast. That's what I'm going to have to talk about in my segment is this episode will have to be consistency. Uh, But before we wrap up here, Lee, let us know uh, anything you have coming up, the albums that are on Spotify or anything you want to put out there.
1: Yeah, man. Um, Yeah, I put out some new music earlier uh, this year. I put out a single in January called Bonafide. Uh, I put out another single in April called Fire and Range. I got a funky new single called Doctor's Orders" coming out. Um, realistically, probably end of August, late September, I, I just got the final mix, so I just got to prep it for release. So funky uh, is that
0: like more bassy, heavy kind of song? or
1: It's, it's like, um, you know, I'm more of like a bluesy, funky rock and roll thing, gotcha. so if, if you take my Gary Clark Jr. kind of natural vibe, and you put it with like, you know, a Bruno Mars a Sharon okay. Funk. You know, um it's got nice. full horn full horn section. Uh, what? It's, it's dope, dude. I'm looking forward day. to that. So yeah, so I got I got that coming out in the in the next month or so. Um I've actually started writing a book about um my transformation.
0: That's and, awesome.
1: And all these marathons I've run. Um, nice. And so it's uh It'll be coming out. I actually have a. I'm working on the final draft right now, so it's cool. it's, it's already written. Uh, I w- I want to get that out this year, and uh, soon to be author. Yeah, man. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. So that I have a. You know, i uh, been talking a lot of people. A lot of guests have had talking about books and the goal I have. So yeah, it's getting me more more motivated. I have. A, I've always been a fan of Emerson and his old essays.
1: Bro. Okay, you know, LBC yeah. and some yeah. Emerson, you know yeah. what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, uh, Thoreau. Bro, that,
1: yeah, Emerson, Thoreau. I was those, talking are, those, to, are, those are the dudes, bro.
0: I was talking to Dr. Will Tuttle on the interview last weekend, and he's telling me in the interview, he's like – and I literally hear me be like, oh, what? What?" Because uh, he was telling me I grew up and swam – uh, he swam in Walden Pond. That's where he grew up. And I'm like, it's weird that he became an author of the most – highly pub you know, vegan but It's weird. I, was, I, I felt that's metaphysically crazy. connected to that. It's a trip. So both their books are here. So yeah, congratulations on that. I'll be looking forward to the book, man. That, that, that's that's really cool. And of course, you have really something people can draw from because, you know, especially the 16 by 16 or just, you know, like I said, that ability to say, hey, I got to keep every day, make this video block for 200 days. So it's definitely a, uh, it's, I, there'll be a lot of content. I can see what people can pick up from and which is great, man. You know, we could use our story to inspire people. That's why I had to have you on the episode. Um, And so anything, uh, was that everything you wanted to put out there?
1: Uh, Yeah, man. I mean, it's, um, there's so many thoughts that come when sharing your story, you know, and uh, it's scary in so many ways, you know, Um, but it's, it's in hearing other people's stories that I've found inspiration. And it's because of that, that i decided to share mine.
0: Ah, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. And I know some people are going to be out there listening, Uh, definitely inspired. So uh, thank you very much, Lee. So many, uh, so much beautiful insight there. Uh, That's why I was uh, looking forward to having you. This episode will be out very soon and I'm looking forward to these projects coming up and uh, who knows, maybe I'll be back in Scottsdale this next year. I'm going to be taking a trip out there. i got going to get out of California here soon for a bit, man. I'm, it's just, yeah. it's, a, it's too much, too much people. It's just too, uh, I don't know. I need some, you need some Arizona vibes. It's
1: just too much.
0: <laughs> it, it is. It's chaotic, too many people. It's, uh, I've actually been eyeballing Arizona. Maybe, maybe next year, who knows? <laughs> so, all right, Lee, thank you very much for the time today. Uh, keep doing uh, all that positive light work and I'm sure we'll see how, each uh, other out there soon, but I'll be seeing you on Instagram at least.
1: <laughs> Thank you, bro. I appreciate you having me. I really do.
0: Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome, and it was great conversation. Appreciate you for it. Thank you, bro. Well, there you have it. Today's Interview with award-winning musician Lee Pereira out of the Phoenix, Arizona area, who had the privilege of emceeing to the stage the last two years at the Scottsdale uh, Vegetarian Food Festival. Pretty much an all-vegan festival, but they've stuck with the early year's name. So uh, Vegetarian Food Festival, vegan festival, though, and uh, met him there. And just a really good guy, great musician. And I mentioned in the episode about how he changed by uh, perception of a Drake song that started from the bottom. Now we're here because this past year, in February at the festival, he uh, played it acoustically. And it was just now that's how I hear the song. Whenever I hear the Drake version, I hear his acoustic or his acoustic version when I hear the Drake's original song. But uh, great having him as a guest, as you heard, uh, just a really insightful individual and uh great chatting it up with him uh so down the road we'll definitely have to try get him back uh if he's not too busy once everything starts getting more back to normal uh very insightful and that's 16 by 16 how amazing is that for children's charities too so follow him on those links if you really enjoyed what he said and you know get a taste of his music uh go to spotify firing range oh, what a good song that is and go give him a follow. See what he's up to, um, and you know, stay, stay, uh, stay up to date with his possible upcoming dates as everything gets back to normal again. So, thank you, Lee. Appreciate you. And uh, I mentioned earlier, uh, that in the intro that the closeout segment would include some stuff about consistency and meditation. So. I definitely want to get that in. So let's talk a little bit about that. Uh, The consistency and we're going to tie that in with meditation, as I was saying. Uh, You know, talking to Lee, as you heard, a highly successful individual And he mentioned that word consistency and he is with all his habits. I see what he's up to on Instagram. I see the daily posts about the Wim Hof breathing that he mentioned. Um, So a very disciplined and consistent person. That's what consistency takes backed by discipline, the desire and willingness to stay on path, the certain routine. Uh, Whether they're fun or not always fun or ever fun, (laughs) sometimes the most important tasks to get done towards our success and our next step and where we want to go, sometimes they're not enjoyable ones. It could be tedious and monotonous or whatever and may not make it enjoyable, but we got to do them. We got to be consistent because that's how you build habits with consistency. Uh, Like they say, it takes so many days, what, 21, 30 days to build habits. I hear a couple of different numbers, roughly that time frame-ish, but It takes consistency regardless of what that number ends up being. If it's 21 days, 30 days, your habits are going to come after consistent repetition. It's just like going to the gym. Just like going to the gym. you got to be consistent whether you're losing weight, uh, trying to be more athletic and more efficient with your body, whether you're trying to compete and be a bodybuilder or a physique competitor. You have to be consistent. You have to go in the gym every day or almost every day, whatever your routine is. But a very, very consistent routine and do that often and be patient. It's a patient process. Consistency is a patient process uh, because, again, it's not, you know, results aren't going to show up in one day. Whether it's uh, playing music. If you heard the first episode with Dr. Will Tuttle, he said that he went to his dad and wanted to play the musician, you know, the piano the same way he played it. He said, what do you, you know, how can I do that? How can I be as good as you? I said, practice, you just got to do it. So, and, you know, it's a great piano player now. So consistency is a key to going places, to building new habits. You know, you're not going to get anywhere with new habits if you just stop them. So especially right now, I was talking about that recently with COVID. I think last episode I touched on that, you know, about, The habits that we're all building new habits right now, new rhythms and COVID because things are so different for everybody. So, right now, we are building new habits day after day. I know I have been, you know, pretty much at home like a lot of people for months now. And but I still get dressed, I still cut, just come here today, shaved up today. And uh, so, I still do all that because I don't want to build bad habits day after day of lockdown and quarantine it's easy to get lazy and not want to do some things but I still make my bed I still pick up everything in my room the bed is the first thing I make in the morning or do in the morning as soon as I get out of bed gotta make the bed it's the first task that's available there if I don't do it I feel like I've ruined my day and that I've set a bad tone and energy going forward so I'm very consistent with that habit every day but now, let's talk about the meditation because, uh, you know, several of the guests now, you know, Lee Pereira, Will Tuttle, Turno Monk, uh, and some coming up, I know, uh, all have talked about meditation and how powerful it is, especially uh, Turno Monk. He, man, fantastic story there if you heard that. If not, uh, episode two. Oh no actually no it was episode I take that back <laughs> I don't know where I'm getting episode 2 from uh, episode 4 was the one with eternal monk and fantastic story of just uh, eternal tran- uh, eternal transformation and going inward and evolving and just healing generational trauma through meditation so now think about meditation is I talk about it a lot again these guests have been and more will be and It's a practice that is so valuable and so worth the time, the energy, and effort, and the patience. Uh, It is tricky to explain sometimes because you can't put data really on it. There's no science. It's one of those metaphysical, alchemy, you know, play with energy and frequency kind of things, you know. It's a... Ancient practice have been around for a long time. Obviously, that's what <laughs> ancient means. But it's been around uh, for, you know, who knows how long, as long as people have existed maybe. Uh, so now here's the thing. It's tricky. Like I was saying, it's just like going to the gym. The first time you go to sit down and meditate, you're not going to come out of it feeling enlightened and all spiritual, like you're floating in a ball of light. I mean, it, Just like anything, it takes work. You got to keep doing it. You're not gonna be able to sit still for twenty minutes. Maybe it's only two minutes, three minutes, four minutes, but you keep doing it. And you notice it's gonna go longer. But uh, the point is, is to to kind of ground yourself. That's that's the point of meditation. It helps to ground yourself, to calm the frequency, get you more in the moment, and you know. I know uh, sometimes people have trouble dealing with the thoughts, but that's part of the process the part of that consistency you're going to notice the more you do it the more you sit down just because you didn't feel that good at it that time you just did it the next time something might click something might click that time that you were just sitting down and now you're going to notice a doorway or just something different these are things that are hard to explain completely you just, it's your experience through meditation it's unique to you What you start finding what you need because uh, that's the thing you you start honing in on what frequencies and things your body, mind, and energy energy needs. So uh, you just get, if it's three minutes, and then you go for four or five minutes next time. It's all about that progression and consistency to keep doing it. Because again, it's not going to be something you notice right away. Uh, You're going to, like the gym, you can start seeing results within, you know, a week or two meditation You can notice that you'll get more comfortable, you know, within a couple of weeks, definitely. But the changes are going to the deeper changes are going to take a little bit longer uh, to notice that you're in a calmer frequency, uh, maybe that you feel more grounded in the moment. So uh, but you just got to keep doing it. Uh, you could do guided meditation that, you know, you could find those on Spotify, YouTube, where they tell you what to do or they explain things and create an environment for you there's those or you can sit there and entertain some of the thoughts bring the thoughts to what's bothering you that's part of one form of meditation is bring those thoughts to the surface what is it that's bothering you what's on your mind you know some people start crying during meditation thinking about these things and that's good you're, you're detoxing emotions and trauma out of there so Uh, There's also a great metaphor I've heard that meditation is like a mountain and your thoughts are like clouds. As the clouds are passing, as your thoughts are passing, you know, watch them, entertain them real quick. Think about them, but then let them pass. Let them go. Go on to the next one. So that way you learn not to dwell. You can, you know, move forward from things. But again, it's not going to happen right away. Uh it's going to take time. I'm also gonna be doing some meditation classes here soon virtually. It's part of the wellness classes that I'm rolling out. So that's uh something I'll definitely give you guys more information about. to uh or four, cause it's to help uh people get more of understanding of meditation, go through s- some routines, you know, light routines and uh show people how to do it. Even if you're at work, you could just do it sitting in your chair. You don't have to be in the Typical meditation pose with the fingers, you know, the in the circles and (laughs) you know resting on your on your knees. So it doesn't have to be like that. There's different forms. So uh, meditation is definitely, definitely, definitely something that's worth exploring. It has done a lot for my life. I don't know if I would be doing a lot of things and in the place I am mentally, physically, you know, situationally in life and. If it wasn't for meditation, there's been twice I've meditated for over an hour just sitting there. And both times, it's just coming out of it It's like, whoa, you know, you feel different. You feel frequencies and energies change. And, you know, you can, um, of course, there's things you could do to help, like sounds, like listen to music. Uh, if you're not doing a guided meditation, frequencies, uh, there's things called solfagio frequencies. You can look them up. I believe it's SOL. F E G G I O. And they're frequencies that are f- for certain, whether it's emotional trauma, uh, love, and relationships. There's different frequencies our body needs. And these are the frequencies that it puts off. The Safajio frequencies. Interestingly, these all add up to either three, six, nine. If you take these frequencies and add them up to the most single digit, if you know me, uh, talk a lot about numerology. The number 369. So uh, it ties into that as well. The frequencies, uh, they go after things in your body. I've noticed at 417, which if you add those up, 4 plus 1 is 5, plus 7, that's 12. 1 plus 2 is 3. So 417, that's, I've noticed, really resonates with me. Of those nine, I think there's nine sulfasio frequencies, that one is the one that I notice when it comes on. It's there's a more drawn to that one. I feel that one more than others. So, uh, play with those frequencies because you might notice one that, hey, I, I need this one. It's your body, it's your energy calling for it, saying, hey, I need, I need to tune into this one. We're off here. So, and seeing what that one is for, I've looked into that and it's kind of interesting. Uh, because 417 is, uh, deals with like emotional stuff, but, uh, it's an interesting one, uh, reading on it and seeing what it does, um, that I'm drawn to that one. It makes sense for certain areas. And so especially when you look at, uh, I guess, past life stuff. But we won't go too far into that because that's a whole other rabbit hole we can <laughs> go down. Um, but of course, uh, let's see, sound, sights. Um, most time you can have your eyes closed. That's the best thing to do. But, you know, you want your light low. If you're going to have any kind of light, dim, Himalayan a salt lamp is fantastic. I have one of those going right now. A candle, you know, good natural scented candle. I like ones with essential oils or soy. Uh, make sure you're getting more of a natural one so you're burning good, good stuff and not breathing in anything actually bad for you or doing the opposite. And then um, you can have essential oils going. Of course, uh, plants are great to have around you, they put off an energy. Um. So yeah, there's just different things to create create a nice environment for you. If you're meditating, make sure your environment's clean. I don't believe. I honestly don't believe you can have a good meditation session and get into the zone mentally if the space around you is cluttered. You know, your mind's gonna be cluttered. I've talked about that before. And so keep uh, keep the room clean, the space clean that you're gonna be meditating in. That's important. And You know, if there are some noises around you, some distractions, just embrace it. Don't uh, get frustrated by it. It's part of the process of meditating. Our eternal monk had said that in his episode, that it was about not blocking or being distracted from things that are there, but accepting what is there. I thought it was beautiful. So don't be frustrated if you don't always have the most quiet environment to meditate in that's as part of the challenge for your for what you need uh so try it uh you know there's all kinds again there's all kinds of youtube and different things out there spotify so take advantage of those reach out to me or you know any of the guest pages that are linked up that you see or hear on here uh, then you know take advantage of that reach out to us anybody because it's it's powerful stuff when you really put the time, energy, and effort into the meditation, so that's I'm gonna wrap it up. I can keep going and all that, but I don't. It's been it's been a good uh, lengthy episode. We're already well over an hour, or so we can always talk more about meditation too. This won't be the last time it comes up. I know we've got more guests that it will become another topic with. So. Speaking of more guests, like I said, we've got three episodes coming this week. I'll tell you the one for Wednesday, Friday's guest. I'll let you know on Wednesday. But this Wednesday, oh, another great guest. Uh, we have Stephanie Gerard as a guest is coming Wednesday. I'm excited about that. Stephanie is a highly talented individual. She's a singer musician, comedian, uh, uh, Farley. Is that a far? <laughs> Greatly, a Farley. It's getting late here. Greatly, uh, highly advanced in yoga. I don't know the word to describe because she's so far, uh, the moves and things she does is crazy. She does trapeze work. Uh, I think that's what it's called, trapeze work. Uh, she does a bunch of crazy stuff on the trapeze. Uh, she's a tv she's got her own tv show uh in the mornings throughout the day on a mexican network so she's really doing her thing out there she's been vegan for about seven or eight years she's a vegan advocate for PETA and she volunteers at an animal sanctuary so she's very very busy uh talked to her a lot about uh balancing that busyness that discipline uh, of course the Different things she's doing, the vegan lifestyle, how her story, uh, you know, her story on that, how it came about for her, what made that change in her life and how it's gone for her since. Uh, even talks about her dogs, having them on a vegan diet and what it's done for them. So I thought that was really interesting to talk about and touch on, cause uh she mentioned it's not something that does get talked about very often. And uh, I was glad that she did. So lots of good stuff there with Stephanie. Just a uh, lovely human being with so much energy is just phenomenal. And that lady, she's just putting out so much positivity. She's not being stingy with it. Uh, she's got high levels of it because she'd be doing all the different things she's doing. Balancing it and sharing the energy uh, is not easy. So I enjoyed Uh, The conversation with her talking about all that. And that one will be out this Wednesday. And we'll have the links for her social media and everything she's got going on as well her music, her YouTube pages. And like I said, I've got my website now, www.theindigomateo.com. That's the name change for my social medias too. If you've noticed, there was some of you follow me, there was a slight tweak to my social medias but I had to uh vibe it up match it up with my website make it all uh in unison so theindigomatteo.com I'll be getting that uh, loaded up with more content as the time goes on here but again I thank you guys for joining me uh, it's been a lot of fun getting this podcast out but it's, of course it's work getting it out to listeners ears and letting people find out about it and just uh so Again, thank you, like I said earlier, to anybody who's been helping with that process and sharing it for me. I appreciate you. And I think that's pretty much it for everything I have to say. If not, I could just throw in another (laughs) uh, segment or just another little clip in there. It's a beautiful thing about Anchor. Uh, If you are look and do podcasts uh anchor i'm really digging their setup their interface uh this is not a sponsor right now this is merely me saying it i've re- uh it's it's i don't know it's just it's fluid you can edit episodes later come back in and put something so just a really great platform and they distribute it to others for you so uh, anchor much loved anchor shout out anchor I don't know if they'll have a guy listening in. Point. <laughs> so, uh, get. I'm Indigo Mateo. This is Cruelty Free Conversations epi- episode number six. We've got episode seven and eight coming this week, and then next Monday I'm going to start the uh, normal, consistent. There's that word, consistent uh, release of just one episode per week on Mondays. Got a lot of great ge- guests to tap into. So. Expect some really good upcoming episodes, uh, insightful interviews. And again, Indigo Mateo, that's me. This is Cruelty Free Conversations, and I'm signing off. It's 12.36 a.m. here in the Mojave Desert, and it's beautiful outside. Uh, that's why I got the energy. It was a breeze coming through, and I was like, let's get this done. So, <laughs> And it's a wrap in Episode 6. Thanks for tuning in. Reach out to me for anything feedback things you like to hear guests you like to have on here and because is eventually for you this is for you guys so i have fun with it but i definitely want you guys to enjoy it and have fun with it too so reach out to me if there's anything you would like to see or hear on this maybe we'll have some visual episodes down the road so i got a lot more planned thank you very much i'm gonna stop rambling and wrap up the night here. Take care, everyone. Thank you very much and enjoy your day, your morning, wherever you are in the world right now. Thank you. I'm Indigo Mateo.